0: I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch or listen to every adaptation of the X-Men. And this week, we are listening to the second of two different X-Men Choose Your Own Adventure cassette tapes for the 2XL robot, which neither of us had as children, but I really wish we had. Back when we were young. one ryan chose the wrong adventure
1: and had a bad time it was (laughs) not it was just fucking boring it was was so it was i i'll guess. i had such a nice
0: time i really liked my story it's just
1: unfortunate because the last time we did this both stories were really bonkers and hilarious Mm -hmm. whereas this one was just like a rehashing of an actual episode of x-men the animated series when they go up mm-hmm. to, like, Asteroid M or whatever. Yeah,
0: except this time it's Avalon, but same diff. Space Station.
1: Well, I think I think we go... I don't know where the fuck we go. It doesn't... <laughs> there's, like... Yeah. This story was really poorly told, and it wasn't even because of, like, did I push a button and go to the wrong place? No, it was, like, literally, like, something happened, and then just... My location kept changing, but it didn't tell me how or when I got there. And I was like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I like, I thought you were on a space station this whole time, and then it was,
0: and then you weren't. It turned out, it turned I, out I was you were like, in Germany. I was like, <laughs> Which, why would you be? Okay, why would you? Quick
1: be? recap. So last week we did the first of these two tapes, and the two XL mm-hmm. robot. If you are. Just tuning in for the first time on this episode. Yeah,
0: and you're like, what? What's a cassette?
1: I'm not. (laughs) What's a 2XL robot? I'm not. Maddie's clearly editing the other episode right now because I forgot about that joke. But (laughs) I was going to say, go back and listen to the other episode if this is your first episode on these two 2XL robot stories because Mm -hmm. we explain the history of the 2XL robot and the different variations of them that there were. But this
0: is kind of a two part series that yeah. we're doing because there's only these two X Men themed cassettes.
1: But basically, what you do need to know is that the 2XL robot was a robot that was created initially in the 70s and then again in the 90s when these tapes, these tape cassettes were created. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these two X Men tape cassettes came out.
1: And they are choose your own adventures because it had some like very rudimentary, um, like AI that would allow you to push buttons and then it would fast forward the tape to a different marker that would then tell a different version of the story. And the 2XL robot is voiced by its creator, both versions of the robot, which I think is hilarious because like the robot sounds like Hello, I am 2XL Robot.
0: You just turned me on, and we are already in trouble. It's so good. I got so into the robot voice by the end of this. I really hope
1: that this nerd who programmed this thing did that voice exactly like that. Like, just talking. Like, can you imagine doing all these tapes and just being like, Hello, I am 2XL robot. And then eventually it becomes his voice. It's
0: like this person, like Michael Freeman or whatever his name is. He, right. he just had a robot imitation voice that he did for fun. And then he was like, I guess I better make a robot. I don't know if that's I the story, know, but, but like, that's kind of how it feels, you know, where it's like, he just had this robot voice. He did. Can
1: you imagine if it just became his voice?
0: Yeah. Like over time he turned into a robot. And then also he started replacing parts of his body with metal. Oh,
1: okay. That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> I just think that he did it enough times that he'd like walk into Starbucks and he'd be like, I
0: would
1: like, the large, or it's not like grande two XL. Yeah, I was like, I'll read you later.
0: Grande two XL. Yeah, that's what he's gonna call it. You know yeah. what?
1: Fuck Starbucks. Also,
0: I don't think Starbucks existed in this man's lifetime, so I don't know why that was what you went with. Well, did fact, Starbucks isn't that start? Even
1: still alive? I felt like Starbucks was around in the nineties, was it not? Yeah, I suppose it was. Starbucks. I'm googling it now because apparently this is something I need to know.
0: Well, apparently Michael yes. Freeman is still alive. So I guess we don't need to worry about that. Michael Freeman is age 75 today and he probably goes to Starbucks because who doesn't?
1: Well, more importantly, Starbucks opened in 1971 <laughs> in Seattle.
0: Great. So it was it was around before the 2XL bot. <laughs> it's so important that we're getting to this it today. It
1: fuels the 2XL bot. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just like Bender gets fueled by beer, the 2XL bot has to be fueled by coffee in order to work. You
1: know what? I I just <laughs> gotta pour I, it in there. We don't need to talk about Starbucks. It's like six dollars for a small coffee. It's
0: not even good. Anyway, what?
1: back to the story, everybody, now that we've derailed. <laughs> because like it's really not gonna take us a lot of time. Although Maddie, I suppose you have like more Well, we'll
0: see. We'll see. I
1: didn't do anything. It was frustrating. So
0: we kind of tried to switch back and forth last time depending on the different decisions we made, and we'll we'll do that this time. But regardless of what you do the tape starts off the same way for everybody which is with a very dramatic monologue from magneto that is pretty fucking epic honestly
1: okay i mean he basically i didn't write down but he <laughs> does say that all mutants are under his protection and every time a, a human attacks a mutant he will kill twenty-five thousand humans and i was like damn yes! dude <laughs> like
0: yeah because he's like mutants are outnumbered by humans twenty-five thousand to one so anytime a human attacks a mutant or like kills a mutant in like a hate crime i'm gonna kill 20 25- he just like releases this fucking absurd monologue to broadcast to the entire planet like he's he's on avalon which is sort of like asteroid m 2.0 for people who don't know it's like another space station created out of the remains of asteroid m and like some other things like gray Mulkin and shit so he's basically just floating around in space sending (laughs) sending audio logs to earth being like i'm gonna fucking kill you guys yeah (laughs) it's like okay magneto whatever
1: (laughs) i also have to uh clarify that there's this is very annoying but this is his avalon right yeah but there's oh my god so there's there's multiple avalons in the marvel universe so this is going to be magneto's space station avalon but there's also the avalon that's in like excalibur that's like I know
0: that's where I thought We were gonna go at first Right
1: And then there's like Another one In the Savage Land <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there's multiple Avalons. Like, one, the one Ryan's talking about in the Excalibur universe is, like, the King Arthur-inspired Avalon.
1: Yeah, it's, like, the same one as Gargoyles, basically.
0: Yeah, essentially, yeah. It's, like, just another classic medieval yeah. French romantic storytelling device. But in this world, Avalon is uh, Magneto's reduxed version of Asteroid M. They may as well have just put him on Asteroid M. I don't know why they went with Avalon as the name, but who cares? These are based on, like, specific 1960s-era comics yeah. that... They just decided to adapt for some reason.
1: I don't know. So
0: after Magneto opens with that wacky monologue, 2XL starts talking (laughs) and gives us three options. I went to Mystique's house in Europe.
1: Okay. Yeah, you could do that Avalon or Xavier's mansion, right? Mm -hmm. so you went to Mystique's house. so you
0: you went to avalon right or no
1: i did not i went to xavier's mansion i was like i don't really care about what's going on over there so i went to the x mansion because i figured jubilee would be there i was right Mm -hmm. but at this point i wonder if it would have been different if i had gone over because like at the end of this the two xl robots like didn't you want to know anything about this story you stupid idiot and i was like what he's like, you should have gone to Mystique's house or Avalon at the beginning, not the X-Mansion. And I was like, (laughs) I mean, we'll get to that.
0: I'm like, why did you give me that option then? Like, I went to Mystique's house and then afterwards I went to the X-Mansion. This
1: is like Cloakie just like fucking with us being like, there's only one true answer and if you choose it wrong, you have to spend another 45 minutes getting the right one. And it's like, nobody has time for this (laughs) Cloakie. Also, the 2XL robot's like, now you have to push the button now when I say now, and when I say now, then it will be now. So go now. And I was like, why did he say now 25 times? I got it, dude. I don't
0: know. It was so funny. That happened for me, too. Like, he was explaining to me how to press the button at the right time. And if you try to press it right after he says press the button now, then it works better than the other times I did it, or I would, like, press it too early or too late or whatever. But... While he was explaining how to do it, he purposely made it, like, amusingly confusing by saying the word now a thousand times.
1: <laughs> it's like, this dude is not helping me. No. You must wait
0: until after I have said the word now before you press a button. Okay. Are you ready? Remember, follow all of my instructions and only press my buttons after I say the word now. Let us now, sounds like a salad, let us now begin our story, the ghosts that haunt us.
1: Anyway, do you want to tell me what Mystique was doing? Because from what I understand, she's canonically gay in this tape, cassette. That's correct.
0: That's correct. Uh, I was shocked by this. I was too. I mean, I'm kind of sad you didn't get to hear this, but I guess I'll just recreate it for you. So um, we go to Mystique's house in Europe. She's just vibing. There's a a side where it says that she used to work with the U.S. government, which I don't remember happening, but maybe it did happen in the 1960s comics. A bunch of weird shit happens in those comics. Okay,
1: her and the Brotherhood worked as, I think it was called... I think it was X Factor, and then they changed it. Oh. But they worked for the government um, as, like, a mutant control. For, like,
0: a hot second.
1: Yeah, like, as a mutant control agency, so they were always sent to go fight other mutants.
0: Okay, Which is, like, like,
1: that's why I'm like, is that what's going on with Sharon Carter when I have that absurd theory about Mm. her being Mystique? But, you know, (laughs) whatever.
0: (laughs) We'll find out. So... She is visited by this man named Adrian Icecult, who's sort of an obscure Marvel Comics character. He's not a mutant.
1: I couldn't figure out who the hell he was, and I kept Googling it, and it kept me like, do you mean Cloak and Dagger? And I was like, no.
0: I had to spell his name multiple ways before I could figure out what the characters on the tape were saying.
1: Well, what, what is what is it? So
0: it's E-I-S-K-A-L-T. What the fuck? <laughs> um, And he's German. Herr Icecult. What um, and so he he's a just character? a random yeah he's a real character he's again he's pretty obscure he's just like a bad guy who wears a black bodysuit and he doesn't have any powers in particular he's just like a random assassin who like works for the German government
1: I still can't find him you'll just have to send me a link later let me
0: find it for you just so you can stare at him while I'm telling you this story about him well
1: I'm like who the hell is this person is he a Nazi like what
0: no he's just some guy
1: Adrian Ice Cult oh. Oh, I don't even know this character. I don't
0: either. He's just a random person. But, like, he
1: worked with Magneto at one
0: point. No, he hates Magneto. Oh, no, you're right. So, a- according to his Marvel wiki, wiki summary, which three this, is not in, this is not in this story, like, no. at all. But in his summary, he was, like, working for the East German Army during the Cold War era, apparently, which... By the way, some of the, this story is based on 60s era comics and apparently some of it is based on like 70s and 80s. I don't fucking know. A lot of stuff merges together in this tape. So he tried to attack Wondagore Mountain, which people may remember is like where the high evolutionary lives. And like there's an X-Men TAS episode about Wondagore that we did. You can go back and listen to that if you want like a quick recap. And he failed in the attack. And so Magneto is his enemy because of how badly it went, I guess. And also he happened to figure out where Magda Eisenhart, where her grave is. So she is Magneto's wife who's dead, human wife.
1: But why does he want to go and go to her grave? Like, what's the purpose of that?
0: So he is working for the UN in this story okay, to try to stop Magneto because Magneto released this message to the entire planet. And the UN is like, hey, this is kind of fucked up. Let's stop Magneto. (laughs) Let's stop him from attacking 25,000 humans anytime anyone attacks a mutant. (laughs) So they contract this weird random East German army guy who's in like two comic books total in his life. And he also, I don't really know why this is, but apparently he has a magical talisman that can bring people back to life. So he's like, I'm going to bring Magda back to life in order to fuck with Magneto and get him to stop being so evil. And he promises Mystique that he will bring destiny back to life if she works with him and helps him with like
1: just whatever's happening. The
0: mission overall. It's not entirely clear why he needs her, but I think the implication is that if it doesn't work, Mystique can pretend to be Magnet using her powers, which is how the story ends up going down. But that's not really explained. I kind of assumed that Wait, that was what? the backup plan. That's not even what happens to me. Oh, it is what happens to me. They,
1: they don't <laughs> even have a confrontation. I will tell you what happens later, but it okay, was like great. so stupid and it didn't explain anything.
0: Hmm. Well, every time they refer to Destiny... They refer to her as Mystique's beloved, beloved which I liked. Yeah. So I liked it in part because later in the story Magda is referred to Magneto's beloved, which I felt like was a signal of like this is a romantic connection, which honestly for 1994 This is like wild to have this in a children's story. Like this is a story for ages seven to 12. Like it includes a a gay romance.
1: Okay, but here's the thing. I don't think anybody was paying attention and that's how it slips through, you know?
0: But I kind of love it anyway.
1: Me too. Well, I (laughs) mean, it is canon. Mystique
0: agrees to work with this Adrian Cult guy. And she says to herself, she's thinking, if this talisman can channel souls as ice cult has been led to believe then it could be worth going along with his scheme just to have her beloved destiny back. And I wrote that down just cause I liked the wording of it. So then we go back to, Two XL and I went to Xavier's Institute. So why don't you take over from here? Cause I'm guessing this part is the same.
1: It is the same. I went to Xavier's Institute and then I went to Avalon. I did not go see what Mystique was doing. Okay. So we probably had the same thing here where, you get to choose two of the three premises to see the beginning of the story. Mm-hmm. I don't think it changes for anyone. So at Xavier's mansion, Xavier has proclaimed that he is the unspoken champion of mutants by hiding his powers, which is hilarious. <laughs> that is <laughs> like is how hilarious. they describe it. And he's yes, standing there with right. Aurora and meeting with Henry Gyrick, which I thought that's was correct. super strange.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> Gyrick doesn't know he's a mutant. And that's made clear in this conversation that they have. But it,
1: does he know that Storm's a mutant?
0: I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. He's just like, well, this woman has very unusual hair.
1: That's yeah, it. right? <laughs> and so he's like, thanks for being great, Xavier. And is yep. like, I know. And then Gyrick is like. <laughs>
0: Gyrick is like, so can you help us talk Magneto off the edge of this insane cliff he's standing on? And Xavier, and Xavier goes, no, I I don't want to talk to my
1: ex, which is hilarious. He basically is like,
0: in his head, he's like, I don't want to reveal why I don't want to talk to Magneto because if I do reveal it, everyone's going to know I'm gay. And it's like, Xavier, you're so fucking annoying
1: it really is like that
0: so then gyric leaves and storm goes surely we're not gonna sit here and do jack shit <laughs> and xavier is like patience we must prepare in the danger room for 45 minutes
1: so nobody knows i'm gay
0: yeah literally
1: okay then i went to avalon okay Magneto was standing in this space station dramatically mm-hmm. looking out a window. At
0: what? <laughs> at the stars? I don't know.
1: I wish they would tell me because then I could at least place where the fuck this was happening but I still yeah. don't know. He's
0: looking out a window but you don't get to know what he's looking at.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, and then Colossus walks in and I was like, <laughs> okay, why <so> is Colossus-, <laughs> Colossus there? But his voice is like high and nasally but also really bad rushes so he was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I don't even know how to describe this. It is kind of like Magneto I
0: only got one line from him So I didn't really notice Anything off about it But I barely had Colossus
1: In my story Oh he talked a whole bunch of mine He'd be like Magneto We need to figure out that I was like what (laughs) That sounds great That's pretty good (laughs) Anyway Magneto's like Mutants have suffered Enough pain and death And our families as well Colossus And Colossus is like But should we really Kill all people And Magneto's like
0: Yes. Yes And then Colossus. there's like a huge
1: narration about how Colossus's parents died and then Iliano. and that's why he's working with Magneto.
0: that's right. And this is based on a a nineteen sixty three comics arc that we had to look up where this does happen. Ileana does die I mean I guess she comes back later at some point but Colossus thinks she's dead well
1: I, I knew she was dead because that was during the whole legacy virus thing. but we
0: didn't know we didn't remember that Colossus joined the Acolytes for a hot second after that because he gets so pissed at Xavier that he's right. like fuck you dude I
1: actually <laughs> did forget that piece but then I was yeah. like oh right right, well, right." so right. much
0: stuff happens in comic books it's hard to contain it all but
1: this made me be like I really gotta go back and reread this era because it's starting to get a little foggy. I
0: know honestly listening to these 1960s era storylines on these tapes has me like I gotta go read some 60s and 70s era X-Men that sounds really fun like just crazy shit happening you know
1: yeah I guess I think it's just kind of foggy for me because I don't find Colossus as a character to be particularly interesting to me
0: (laughs) yeah not compared to Ileana or any number of other characters well
1: that's what I'm saying I mean he's gone through like a lot of different character changes and whose side he's working on and then he was like the juggernaut or not for a while Mm -hmm. but he's also supposedly a boy scout he does the right thing except
0: when he doesn't has a lot
1: of trauma that he doesn't ever work out ever and it's just i don't know and so he just seems tall and boring that's how that's the way (laughs) i've always seen colossus and i know some of our listeners are probably in shock and they're like ryan what i'm like i don't dislike him i just don't get him like at all
0: you know what there's so many x-men characters you're gonna have to have a few that you're like eh i could care less about this one because yeah, we're talking about I mean, like 300 people here so hey
1: I, I don't know none of
0: us chose colossus in our x-men team right? that doesn't true. that say like, it all
1: <laughs> magic though fucking fantastic magic
0: was on multiple of our most wanted lists
1: <laughs> well that she's got a lot. personality she's interesting <laughs>
0: She does. So anyway,
1: did you also have to train with the X-Men now for like I did. 25 minutes? Because that's what I did.
0: I did. This is a huge bulk of the tape, is training in the danger room, which like, this isn't even a real fight. No, like, it's not. I don't know. So I trained with Rogue and Wolverine. Who did you train with?
1: Bishop and Jubilee, because Jubilee is oh, here. Of
0: course, of course, Jubilee. Glad right. I
1: chose that option because... I
0: figured you were going to choose Jubilee, so I picked well, Rogue and Wolverine.
1: There was a whole lead up to Jubilee going on this mission, and then she didn't do fucking anything. And so the only Way you yeah. can interact with Jubilee in this story, apparently, is in the danger, in the room, danger so. room. Yeah.
0: I kind of had the same deal where after the danger room, there was like this whole moment with Jubilee asserting that she wanted to go on the mission, and I like yeah, got, I got her in too. there and then nothing happened. She just waits in the X Jet the entire time.
1: Wait, did she go with you too? Yeah. Wait, what? She also went with me.
0: <laughs> I know it's an actual different story in this version. Did
1: Wolverine go with you too?
0: Yeah. Everyone went with me. So there wasn't like two things happening simultaneously like last
1: week. Okay. But it was for me though. Cause I
0: just had everyone.
1: I did not. Cause Storm and Cyclops still went to Germany without us.
0: Oh, okay. In my story, all of us went to Germany together and none of us went to Avalon at all. Yeah. Avalon was a completely irrelevant part of the story.
1: Did Xavier go with you to Germany? That's right. Okay, he went with me too. All right, well, whatever.
0: All right, so do you want me to describe what Rogue and Wolverine do in the danger room? It's not gonna take me very long because it's not interesting at all. Yeah, all
1: All right, so tell me your thing.
0: Okay, so Rogue and Logan are in the danger room and this storyline describes how Rogue and Magneto used to date. And so Rogue and Logan, yep. And they have a whole conversation about that and how- That's really interesting. um, It is, it's kind of fun. And (laughs) so here we go. Rogue goes, I didn't know at the time that Dr. Moira McTaggart had reprogrammed Magneto's brain. What I loved about him may have never existed. What <laughs> I know! Okay. I oh, like, right. I need to read some 1960s era comic books because if that's in there, that's fucking nuts. No, this like. this
1: wasn't like the 1960s. This was the 1980s when that happened.
0: Regardless, I love it. I want to read it. And it's so much fun thinking now with the Moira retcon because she's always been shady, you know? Like, I just love it. I was going to say, everyone's like,
1: Moira retcon. I'm like, it was it's never a It's not a retcon. retcon. She's been a retcon. bitch since day she's one. She's been so
0: shady. So apparently she, Xavier style, reprogrammed Magneto's mind to so that he would lead the team and calm down about being, like, so into killing humans. And then once he came overcame his programming, he got really pissed off and, like, left. And Rogue (laughs) is still really sad about it because she's like, I loved him. And Logan has his own traumas because the last time he fought Magneto, Magneto obviously uses powers on him, and Logan is like, I'm going to be fucked whenever we face this guy. So he's really freaked out. So they are fighting together, practicing together in order to prepare for what is going to be a tough emotional challenge for both of them. And also Cyclops is the one in the control room shooting a billion guns at them.
1: Yeah, I also have Cyclops doing that for me as well. Yeah,
0: so it's boring. You know, I just have them fighting a bunch of guns and, like, explosive orbs and everything. And then eventually... Uh, They fight a robot, Magneto, and then they fight a robot, Colossus, who's working for Magneto, and they have to kill those guys. (laughs) And then it ends with uh, a little brief scene up in the control room where Cyclops is talking to Bishop and Jubilee. And Cyclops is like, if Wolverine's ever going to heal, he's going to have to face the pain Magneto put him through. Not just the physical pain, but the psychological pain, too.
1: So, like, Rogue and Logie were watching us in the control room.
0: Right, exactly, yeah. So, that part is... Basically the same. Yeah. So why don't you describe what happened in the danger room for you?
1: So we go into the danger room and Bishop is described as a black man. Yep. With an M tattooed over his head.
0: Is Jubilee described as a Chinese American character? Because she was for me. No. <laughs> when she's introduced, it's the Chinese American girl, Jubilee.
1: That did not happen in my. Oh, my God. They, they describe Bishop as a black man with the yep. M tattooed over his eye, and they go into full detail about how that happened. I
0: didn't get any of that. And then he
1: pulls out his gun, and they do, like, two minutes describing what the gun looks like.
0: <laughs> the things they spent time on. It's so weird. It's, like,
1: really strange. And then Jubilee's race is not mentioned. Great. Uh, and Xavier <laughs> claims that when she learns how to harness her powers, she will be one of the most powerful mutants on Earth, which is canon. I mean, like she is an atomic bomb. That's
0: completely true. And when th- it's interesting because when this was written, they wouldn't have known that. But right. clearly, this the Joe Edkin was a was a Jubilee fan. Oh yeah, he's the one who wrote this.
1: And so Jubilee and Bishop are having a conversation. Yep. And Bishop's like, the future is grim, and we're preparing <laughs> for it. And Jubilee <laughs> is like, okay, but if we're going to work together, we should get to know each other. She's like, Cute. I have some questions for you. Um, and he's like we don't have time for questions in the battlefield. And she just keeps going. she's like, you keep talking about how one of the X-Men is going to betray the team. Mm -hmm. And then Bishop is like, it's Gambit. You can't trust him. He spanked me once. And then Jubilee. This
0: is the plot of an X-Men TAS episode, by the way.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm getting it confused with the fan fiction that was sent to us at this point. (laughs) I'm also yeah. pretty sure it's Wolverine who spanked him. I don't really remember. And then Jubilee is like, if you knew about the future, the why the fuck didn't you tell us uh, that Colossus was going to team up with Magneto and that also Magneto wasn't yep. dead?
0: Yep. Fair <laughs> yeah, Fair questions to If
1: you don't get an answer because Bishop doesn't answer, and he just leaves. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a really funny kind of classic. And then a laser
1: cannon <laughs> shoots at them. Yep. And I have to decide if they're taken by surprise or if they're going to yep. protect themselves.
0: I had the exact same choice. I chose taken by surprise because I thought it was fun. No,
1: I said protect themselves. And Jubilee sees the cannon and tells Bishop there's all this description about them rolling and jumping. Which is really <laughs> there was funny. a lot
0: of description of Logan somersaulting around the room while they were having like deep conversations about Magneto
1: together. It was Pretty hilarious. It was a Ryan Pagella 13 year old story, yeah, pretty much. There was
0: a moment later in my story where it was like Bishop put his finger on the trigger and squeezed it and then <laughs> fired. And I was like, Ryan Pagella wrote this. I wrote this like, when I was like, steps team. involved.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Then it says there's a blur of movement and then Sabretooth is there. <laughs> Bishop was like, I can't believe they let Sabretooth be on the team.
0: This is. <laughs> So Ryan starts DMing me. Why is Saber the here? And I was like, he wasn't for me. So there's <laughs> just a robot Sabretooth on the X-Men for some reason. Was this a plot line that we also don't remember? Because this is crazy.
1: I mean, Sabretooth has worked with them in the past, but I was like, is this during the time where he was but not like, a
0: robot version of him, is it? No,
1: I mean, there's a period of time where he was like pretending to be... A
0: good guy. Good and, tra-
1: and boom, boom, like that whole boom, boom thing where she was like, oh, I think he might be a good guy. And then he takes advantage of her and kills, almost kills her. Yeah. There's that. But Sad. anyway, so... They're talking about how Sabretooth really shouldn't be on the team.
0: Because <laughs> he's fucking crazy. <laughs> they're like... Because <laughs> he tries and to seven, kill Logan on every six months yeah, and so because of it's a birthday. Yeah.
1: They're like, they, we knew he was going to be out of control. And so then... <laughs> <laughs> then he slashes that bishop.
0: When we programmed our saber tooth robot, why did we make him just as crazy as the real saber tooth? That was a weird idea. Why did we do that? Oh, this is well. hilarious
1: because he slashes that bishop. Bishop drops his gun. Uh-huh, then classic. he slap. He literally just like slaps saber tooth in the face. <laughs> then Jubilee like explodes saber tooth into Bishop, and there's like more descriptions of everybody jumping. Yep. And Bishop shoots Sabretooth and then he explodes into flames because he's a robot. So they've had a robot Sabretooth on the team that they just murdered. And I don't know what the purpose of this robot was, but it doesn't <laughs> matter because then the wall blows up and Magneto is there. Yeah, And so I sprung Jubilee into action and she explodes Magneto who blocks it with the force field. I have so many questions about how this robot Magneto has his powers. Okay.
0: I had the same question because Magneto was capable of making Logan immobile. And I was like, how does that robot have powers like that? There's
1: okay. In mine, he like, I'll, I'll get to it. Hold on. So Magneto is like, so Xavier sends Jubilee to battle me perhaps. So I would take mercy all War has casualties, children included. she Jesus. Like, Jesus Christ.
0: I feel like Magneto would never just kill Jubilee. No, he like wouldn't. it's so absurd. This
1: is the perception of Magneto that Xavier has. Of course, yeah. Of course. This <laughs> is that he's like, I don't give a
0: shit about anyone, as opposed to like <laughs> having coherent politics and thoughts.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like Magneto being like all War has casualties, children included. And Xavier's really dumb, even though he's <laughs> very handsome and <laughs>
0: I got dumped by him and I'm I'm the one who's not over it. <laughs> That's what happened. It wasn't the other way around.
1: Like Jubilee's just like, these are really weird things <laughs> for these Jubilee's like, why is he saying say. all of this stuff? Anyway, so Magneto shoots electromagnetic energy at Jubilee and then she crashes into Bishop. Cyclops is in the control room having that conversation with Logan a rogue, similar to how Bishop and Jubilee were watching Logan a rogue fight in your story. Mm-hmm. Rome's like, um, Ain't Jubilee a little too young to be fighting Magneto? And Scott's like, (laughs) no, Magneto's bad. And I was like, (laughs) classic Scott.
0: Scott's like, too young. You're never too young to face death. (laughs) It's like,
1: like, she can take care of herself, bub. And I trust her over that man, Bishop.
0: Oh my God. What? Why?
1: (laughs) Okay. And then there's like the description of Bishop pulling out his gun. And it's like, what do I want to load the gun with an explosive grenade or a laser beam? I was like, (laughs) why are these my choices? And so I chose the laser beam just because I thought it would be more fun. And so it's yeah. described as Bishop realizing that shooting Magneto with metal grenades would not work.
0: That makes sense. Shooting him with a laser seems more effective.
1: So he does do that. He shoots him with a laser beam. And Jubilee goes, I think you just made him mad. And then I think Bishop says the feeling is mutual. I can't tell because the voice acting was the same for Bishop and Magneto. <laughs> yeah, um, they
0: both have low voices.
1: Okay, so I still have more of this fight to go, but it like quickly decides to leave this scene for like, seconds to describe a united nations helicopter landing in germany and it brings up what's the name of that fucking guy
0: adrian ice so it, we're just Eiskalt. quickly going over to adrian ice landing in germany to do something that you don't even know what it is
1: i do i didn't and he was like <laughs> i need to stop magneto and this is where magda is and he's just babbling about killing magneto's soul and mystique goes i don't care i just want to resurrect my beloved destiny And then they start digging up Magda and I think Bova runs out and screams stop and Mystique shoots her in the face or something. Yeah. I think Bova dies. And I was like, what the hell's happening? And then Ice Cloak is the name. I thought his name was Ice Cloak. I was like, Ice
0: Cloak? (laughs) Ice Cloak!
1: His name's Ice Cult, but it may as well be Ice Cloak. I thought there was the same scene and then it was like, I was like, oh, wait, no, we're in Germany. And then I was like, anyway, back in the danger room, how's Jubilee (laughs) going to save Bishop because Magneto is choking Bishop with his own blood?
0: Whoa, epic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was like,
1: I thought it really was Magneto this whole time. (laughs) And so I was like, no, I'll have Jubilee attack Magneto directly. And it's described as Jubilee creating these like massive nuclear explosions that blows up Magneto and he turns out to be a robot. Of course. That's when I think we catch up and we're in the same space where the danger room opens and Wolverine and Cyclops and Rogue walk in.
0: That's right. I also had the exact same scene in the middle of the danger room that you had with the helicopter landing and Bova getting... Killed by Mystique Dude. Seemingly I was,
1: like, I was like Is this the same scene Or not I can't I mean tell. It was less
0: confusing For me Because I had already Met Mystique and Ice Cult <laughs> And they already knew I already knew What they were trying to do Which is bring Magda Back to life <laughs> Yeah I'd already met Ice Cloak Ice Cloak's like I love this tape Cassette <laughs> It was less confusing because I was like, I already know these two characters. But it would be so confusing if you were like, wait, Mystique is in this story for two seconds? And then you just whisk away.
1: Well, I mean, I knew she was in it because it gave me that option at the beginning. Yeah, I guess that's true. And then also, you DM me. Still
0: really confusing when you haven't heard most of the story. Like, this is one of the things about a choose-your-own-adventure that's a little bit disadvantaged as compared to just telling a story normally is that you're like, well, I don't know what the reader actually
1: chose. At least this is easier to navigate than the choose your adventure books where it's like, turn to page 56. Now go back to 21. Now go to 73. And I was like, you can just press a button
0: for these and it'll play a sound file. Now, whether that sound file makes any fucking sense with what you already heard, who's to say, but (laughs) it is easier than a book. (laughs) (laughs) So then we probably both have basically the same scene where, all the characters who weren't in the danger room enter the danger room and then all of them have a conversation together.
1: Wolverine and Cyclops walk in. Wolverine runs over to Jubilee's side and he's like, you did a good job. Fuck you, Bishop. And Bishop's just standing while <laughs> like flipping him off for some reason. I don't know. Bishop, Bishop comes to, he sees Rogue, which they do a really long description about her hair, which was yeah. really funny. I got that
0: too. I skipped over it, but like, She got a long physical appearance description.
1: I enjoyed that. And then Cyclops was like, this training session needs to be harder. And Bishop's like, I agree. Because in the future, there is nothing (laughs) but hardness. And I was like, whatever. So, okay, this is my question for you. Is that, did you also have to go to meeting room C? I
0: had to go to meeting room one. What? (laughs) I thought it was so stupid. Uh, Where it was was like, like, not a choice by the way so it was like suddenly xavier sends a mental message to everyone and he's like go to meeting room one immediately and then to excel's like press the one button now like i don't have a choice i have to just press one there's no other yeah. options like i can't just be like ignore xavier or whatever it's so stupid i think it must
1: have set. it changes how the story goes depending on what was just happening but you have to fast forward it to that spot of
0: course so it's fast forwarding me to meeting room one which is like a version of the story where well,
1: before i before i even understood that, I was- like, wait, they have multiple meeting rooms, but it's hilarious to me that they have a meeting room one and, and a meeting, meeting room C. C.
0: <laughs> that's canon now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, my new base for my team from the draft is meeting room C.
0: Okay, mine is meeting room one because that's okay, what I great. got. Great. <laughs> also, this the previous scene wasn't really that different for me. Jubilee and Logan still bond when they meet up, it's just this time Logan is the one who got hurt, and Jubilee is like, Oh, are you okay? and Logan's like, I see you as a little sister in his head. And it's cute. Wait,
1: what? I didn't get any of that. Well, yeah,
0: because Logan is the one who was hurt in my story. So Jubilee runs uh, up to him okay. and is like, Oh, are you okay? We're friends. And it's cute. And Logan's like, I've been through worse next to some of what I've seen. That robot's nothing.
1: Yeah, meanwhile, Jubilee's like, I fought Sabretooth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't in my version. I know She didn't what do know. shit. She just stood around in the background.
1: You yeah, Well, she does with me soon too. I know. Well, anyway, so we go to meeting room C. Yeah,
0: we go to meeting room one slash C and <laughs> Professor X and Hank McCoy are there and they're going to like do a PowerPoint presentation, I guess. And <laughs> Germany. I mean, I, I don't know how different this scene is for you because for me, it's Hank being like, So there's a major mutant activity hotspot in Germany, which is where Magda was buried, by the way.
1: Yep, I got all that. And
0: so Xavier's like, all right, we better go there and see what the fuck is going on. And then the X-Men get to decide whether they want to follow Xavier's directions or not. (laughs) <laughs> like that's my choice is that I could have just chosen to disregard them and go to Avalon instead.
1: Well, I mean, it was the same thing where Xavier's like, I don't want to go see my ex-boyfriend. I want to go to Germany. That's when it's like, do you want to go to Germany or do you want to go to Avalon? Right. I chose Avalon. So Xavier's right, like, because
0: you knew I had chosen Germany and we already decided right. that because we were trying to choose different paths.
1: Yes. But also I wanted to go wherever Jubilee was going. And I knew that she was going to, well, it turns out she could have gone to either. And it would have been the exact same story. Cause she sat on the Blackbird for you the whole time, and then yep. she also went with me and had no lines or didn't fight anybody. So I was like, what's the purpose?
0: That's really disappointing, because for me, she she fights. Well, so we both get the same next scene, where, in my case, they're all deciding to go to Germany, in your case, Avalon, but Jubilee tries to go aboard with everybody, and the professor is like, Recalling Ileana's death, and he's like, tries to stop Jubilee from attending, right?
1: Yeah, he does that with me too. Yeah,
0: I figured this was the same
1: scene. Well, sort of, except Rogue, Cyclops, and Bishop are standing on a teleporter.
0: <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. In my case, they're trying to board the Blackbird.
1: Which is hilarious because I'm like, if they have a teleporter, why even need to use the Blackbird? I know,
0: like they can fucking teleport? Yeah. Since I when?
1: Well, so I chose that Jubilee should go with us. Yeah. And she was all like, I'm ready to fight. I've been training and I know how to fight this guy. Mm -hmm. And Xavier's like, no, you can't go because you have a child. And Jubilee's like, well, I've been training. Don't you think so, Logan? And Logan's like, yes. Yes. And Xavier's like, no, I can never let any child soldier go on a mission, which is bullshit. And then,
0: I'm only going to have them die in the danger room. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. And then eventually Beast is like, do we need to continue this stupid argument? Are we just going to let her go? I
0: loved that line so much. I was like, like... Beast is like, this is a waste of everyone's fucking time. Can we please get on with the story? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Seriously. It's so good. And so Xavier's like fine but she's not allowed (laughs) to do anything which i thought she was gonna do something she doesn't nope
0: she gets to go on the jet and be far away from the action sitting on the jet the entire fucking time no
1: she teleports with us has no lines i forgot she was there she's not mentioned for the entire rest of the story for me
0: i also basically forgot she was there but occasionally i would be like wasn't jubilee on the jet Oh well, <laughs>
1: yeah, no, she's gone now. <laughs> totally around. So anyway, we teleported to Avalon. Yeah, what
0: do you want to tell me about
1: Avalon? Yeah, I think I will. Why
0: don't you go first because you had the more boring story, and then I'll tell the one that is, I think, is what's supposed to happen.
1: So they go to Avalon. They teleport there. I thought we were on a space station. Yeah, we might have been in Germany. <laughs> we might have been on an island. <laughs> i don't know the way i understood it is that we were on a space station except at some point we were no longer there you
0: maybe accidentally skipped something or no
1: there was like there was a couple of questions that made no fucking sense and i was like what and then after those questions like weird shit was happening and i was like i don't really know what's going on so they get there and colossus is on security duty he's checking the monitors the mutant alarm goes off mm-hmm. and it asks if he should make the first move or allows former teammates to explore the space station I allowed the X-Men to explore the space station because I figured Colossus would be a big pussy and not actually rat them out.
0: And also would like maybe want to see what they were going to get up to before he bothered to rat them out.
1: Right. And then the X-Men starts searching the space station. Jubilee does have this one line here where she goes, is Magneto even here? And they turn the corner and then I forget what her name is. Unision, or think, or Eunice?
0: Yeah. So Unision, apparently she's the daughter of Eunice the Untouchable. Untouchable. Did you look that up? Yeah. Incredible. So her name is Euniceone or Euniceone? Of course. I don't fucking remember.
1: I think it's Euniceone. I think you're right. And then she attacks with her psionic exoskeleton. I get to choose who she's attacking between Xavier and Rogue. Mm -hmm. I chose Xavier because I was like, (laughs) please kill him. Yeah, then he just dies. (laughs) She turns into like a monster, pulls Xavier out of his chair. Wolverine tries to claw it, but can't do anything because it's like... Yeah, it's like psionic energy. Cyclops shoots at her and then he drops... Or so she drops Xavier. Mm-hmm. Rogue catches him, puts him back in the chair. Rogue is then punched into a bunch of electronics. And like, this is what I think teleports them away. But like, it's not made clear to me what the hell is happening because the 2XL ask a yes or no question. I could not understand what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like at all. I listened to it three times and I was like, I don't even understand these words he's saying because it was like really fucking weird. Like, it was like, should Rogue explosion the uh, electronic and I was like what? <laughs> <laughs> and so I clicked yes, and I think that actually teleported them to Germany.
0: But it didn't tell you that you were just in Germany from there. Yeah, well, with characters you don't know like Ice Cloak,
1: right? There's a huge because then a huge explosion happens, and they get out of the flaming wreckage, and it asks who I want to attack first. The Alkalites are the X Men. And I don't, I don't even remember what I chose because I didn't write down my answer here. It
0: doesn't really matter. Like those decisions are always fake where it's like, no matter what you choose, it's kind of the same. Oh yeah. Also Amelia's here.
1: Yes. Amelia vote. Xavier's other ex. Yeah. And so Xavier floats forward. And he's like, Amelia, we must stop. We have no reason to fight.
0: I have this same conversation.
1: Mutants should live as brothers and sisters. It was built in trust. And Amelia's like, don't talk to me about trust. Fuck you. Okay, I think we're on the same thing now because now it says Bova's body's unconscious. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I, that's, I don't know what happened. <laughs>
0: I don't know either. I mean, I think- I don't know how I
1: got here. I think it's
0: like supposed to be like the space station is hovering right above Germany and you guys exploded, quote unquote, and fell to the ground in Germany, which isn't how gravity works, but seems to be how your story worked. Whereas in my case- (laughs) I don't
1: know what happened. Like
0: they just needed you to go to Germany. They just needed you to get there.
1: So like, I don't know why they didn't just make you go there and not have Avalon be an option at all. I couldn't follow what was happening. This is not like last week when I was like, crying laughing at the mojo arcade situation where mr sinister like was also disguised as arcade and you had jean Mm -hmm. gray well also you don't even know
0: about the talisman that Ice Cult has where he's trying to raise Magna from the dead. You don't even know about that. I don't know who. So you have no idea why he's even there or what he has to do with the UN. Period. Like Like you have nothing. You have none of that context. That's really unfortunate. I mean, I guess this is why you're supposed to listen to the tape more than once so that you can fucking understand the story at all. God. Anyways, do you want to keep going or do you want me to take over?
1: No, I think we're in the same spot now.
0: I feel like a lot more happens in mine than
1: yours. Does Magneto show up? Like yes, he does. He does. Okay, well then he does for me too. So
0: the Blackbird goes to Germany and Jubilee stays on the ship. Professor X <laughs> joins everybody else and almost immediately they run into the Acolytes in Germany who have also arrived at the same time as them but the Acolytes think that they, the X-Men, were the ones who dug up Magda's grave and killed Bova. So there, the Acolytes are like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? And Amelia Vote is like, why does it not surprise me to see fucking Xavier involved in this shit?
1: No, this is, I had the same thing. Yeah. This is like where the stories line up except my ending is way stupider.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the acolytes that are here are the Kleinstock brothers of all fucking characters. Javit, Scanner, Amelia Vote, and Katu. Did you get the full list of the acolytes in your version? Because I did.
1: No. Okay. I just had Amelia and Scanner. Oh, Nobody interesting. Nobody else was there.
0: Okay. I got a lot of stuff. I got more than you, and I don't know why. It's weird. So then um, somebody knocks Cyclops' visor off his face. Doesn't even tell you who. <laughs> <laughs> And I think it's Unision. I'm not sure. That part's not explained. Um, so then she attacks Rogue and f- throws her into a tree. And Logan, my, by the way, is scrambling over to grab Cyclops' visor for him, which, gay. But then the <laughs> Kleinstock brothers blast fire at the X-Men. I can't remember what their powers is, but I know they're like twins that can combine to become like a bigger guy. So I guess they can also shoot fire. Uh, so then... 2XL asks me what to do next and I choose Professor Xavier to try to convince everybody to stop fighting.
1: Okay, so I got that too, but it was way funnier for me because it was Amelia Vote like leading the charge and Bishop's like, I'm going to shoot this bitch in the face
0: yeah i get that later too it's pretty funny okay so like xavier and amelia have a conversation where she's like accusing him of not giving a shit about trust i think you already read this and Uh xavier's like i wasn't talking about us amelia i wouldn't confuse personal matters with larger issues Which I just thought was a funny <laughs> line for him. And Amelia's like, Your manipulating ways haven't changed since I walked out of your life. And I was like, honestly, I can't blame her at all. So then Xavier looks around finally for the first time and realizes Bova's dead and the stone marker at Magda's grave is also fucked up. And he's like, Oh, is that why everybody's mad at me? Okay. I guess I like didn't pay any attention. Um, And he's like, we didn't have anything to do with this. And Amelia's like, why should I believe you? You're full of shit constantly. How do I know you're not playing with my mind right now like you've done in the past? And did you have this part where Xavier remembers trying to convince her to stay with him like in her mind.
1: Yeah. I was I like, that holy I that was shit, so dude. Fucked up. It was like, like two seconds ago. <laughs> she was like, I don't trust you. You could be fucking with my mind right now. He's like, I wouldn't do that. And then immediately does it. And
0: then immediately he's like, wait, I remember that time when you dumped me and I tried to like brainwash you into not dumping me. That was pretty bad, but I'm not going to do that again. And Amelia's like, this is why I don't fucking trust you,
1: dude. Okay. Mine. He was like, he put the image into her head too. So they could both remember. And I was like, what the hell the purpose of this? What are you even doing? doing. Yeah. I was the like, way it's
0: written is yeah.
1: She comes out of it and she's like fuck this kill everyone here was kind of the way she responded to that. Yeah
0: so 2XL asked who was the first to take action and I chose the Acolytes because I was like why not?
1: I chose the x Oh, that's funny.
0: So then this is the moment where Bishop raises his weapon, which I think happens whether you choose one or two. Bishop raises his weapon. He squeezes the trigger, Ryan Pagella style. And then Javits flings himself on Bishop and causes Bishop to drop his gun.
1: Oh, that's not what happens to me. It's hilarious. Okay, but
0: then in mind, Storm gets the gun and hands it back to Bishop and he tries to fire it again and then (laughs) Katu this time stops the gun. Like for some reason, there were multiple times that Bishop tried to fire and then got stopped.
1: Okay, mine is way funnier because the gun is just like wiped out entirely. So Xavier- What?
0: Like, how do we get rid of the gun?
1: This might be the one part of the is the story that I laughed really hard at because this is literally what happens. Xavier just goes into Bishop's mind because he doesn't want him to kill oh Amelia because he loved her once. Wow. So he makes Bishop drop the gun and the gun just explodes into a billion pieces <laughs> and, and Bishop literally screams, what the? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, that's amazing. It's so fucked up. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Xavier. Okay.
1: And then, okay, so I actually had like a cutaway here mm-hmm. where Magneto is talking me to too. Colossus wherever the fuck yeah. they are. Oh, you got that too? So
0: they're in Avalon. It told me that. It's like on Avalon, Colossus and Magneto were having a conversation real quick. And Magneto's like, so what the fuck is going on in Germany right now? Because there's a lot of like flashing lights down there on earth. <laughs> Do you think maybe humans are trying to kill all mutants because I like sent out that monologue over the airwaves? <laughs> I thought that was really funny. And Colossus was like, I don't know, because they're actually, Right next to Magda's grave, like that's where they are right now in Germany. And Magneto flips out and flies down there in a split (laughs) fucking second. He flies down. He's like, I'm there instantly.
1: Hilariously, I get this line that says, and then the alkalites teleported in from the future. And it's like, what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Why? All right, your, your story's so happening. fucked up. Mine at least like <laughs> progresses
1: logically and yours is just
0: like, who knows where anyone is at any any
1: time? Okay, well, because then I, after that scene, it goes, Bishop's on fire. Who pulls him out? It's like, when did he catch on fire? <laughs> Probably
0: the Kleinstocks <laughs> lit him on and, fire. I don't know.
1: I, I, wait, wait. It says, the, it's like, who pulls him out? Three, the X-Men are for a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I chose a surprise too. Who is Magneto, right? <laughs> that, that's what I got to. And I thought that was really funny. I was like, what? Why is a surprise an option? Yeah. I was like very confused.
0: Um, So the surprise option is Magneto who's like, you will all stop fighting now. Who dares to serve the peace of my beloved Magda's grave? It figures Xavier and his students. What a cowardly way to attack me. And Xavier's like, we didn't fucking do this, dude. and then Magneto is already flipping out because he sees Bova's body and he's like fuck you
1: (laughs) I know right this is also up to the point where I was like am I in space on an island or Germany like what happened where the hell am I how did I get here it was not described to me at all at
0: least I understood it was Germany the entire time because I never went to space well you
1: went to Germany yeah
0: so in, in my case it all followed in your case you were teleporting back and forth from Avalon for a few seconds before eventually the tape was like you need to just be in Germany Germany dude so i'm just going to put you there
1: <laughs> okay but then the two xl robots like should what's the guy's name again ice cult? Ice ice, cult ice ice cloak uh ice
0: <laughs> yeah two XL is like do you want ice cult to put his plan into action and i picked yes
1: i kept i i kept on writing his name differently every time so this time i wrote ice cold cloak
0: <laughs> great ice cold it <laughs>
1: asked if i wanted to put his plan into action yes or no and i screamed what is his plan I was
0: like, <laughs> yeah you have no idea <laughs>
1: so i clicked <laughs> no and so
0: i think Ryan, that why a did you say no I that's why 2XL yelled at you at the end and was like, you fucking idiot. All right, well, why okay. didn't you want to see what the plan was? Okay, tell me what happens if you click no, because now I want to know. Like, this is, is called chickening out. He's like, you know what? I came all the way here with this magic talisman. I'm just going to go, though. I, I like,
1: don't. Okay, he's there's like a bunch of thunder <laughs> and lightning, which I thought was storm. It's not. Nope. It's Magneto. It's Ice Cult and whatever, right? No,
0: it's Magneto. In my story, that's explained very explicitly that Magneto is disrupting the electromagnetism of the clouds, like the electricity in them. So he's causing the lightning to happen.
1: Oh, I don't know. He was He's just staring up at the sky at that. And I was like, what's going on? And then Scanner is there. She goes, Magneto, there's two people hiding behind the trees. It's Ice Cult and Mystique. And Xavier uses his telepathic powers to tell Magneto it wasn't them who disturbed Magda's grave. Mm-hmm. And then Magneto's like, You have betrayed all mutants on Earth because you dug up Magda's grave and I sentenced you to die. Oh, 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 sorry. He's saying this to Mystique and Ice Cult.
0: Right. Because now by now Xavier has proven that it wasn't him and that it was Mystique and Ice Cult who are being brought forward to face Magneto's wrath, I suppose.
1: Okay. So he like shoots some energy at them and they just literally vanish, they disappear, That like thin air. <laughs> And then Magneto... Characters
0: just have teleportation abilities when they need them.
1: Yeah, so they just literally vanish. And Magneto Mm -hmm. puts an electromagnetic energy ball around him and the acolytes. And they're like, another day, X-Men. And then it flies away. And Tuxel just goes, you never found out what Mystique was doing or what the true ending is with Magneto. So go back and do it again, you stupid bitch. Do it correctly next time. Dumbass. And I was like... (laughs) This was the end of my story So this is what I was texting you And I was like, this is terrible Well,
0: maybe you shouldn't have picked no, Ryan Jesus I didn't You're know like, what the hell was happening
1: what- Nobody <laughs> told me who the fuck this
0: guy What no <laughs> kind of person reads a choose your own adventure And they get to a plot point And they're like, I don't want to see it <laughs> Lyra, Only hold you on. would choose that come
1: Jesus here, Christ Come here, come here I'm not actually mad Come here it's okay. <laughs> lyra's scared i don't yell at her anyway but like
0: i know but lyra's just like why is mommy yelling
1: and she's like why is she screaming <laughs> okay okay baby, let me tell okay. you what we you are
0: supposed to fucking choose jesus okay. all right all right. so ice call <laughs> determines that this is the perfect time to put his plan into action he chants the ice call chant over magda's grave nothing happens mystique goes it doesn't work you lied to me and Gold is like, I was told this would bring back the souls of the dead. It was the man who sold it to me who lied. Wait, so
1: is he doing a spell?
0: Yes, it's a magic spell, but it's also oh. a, a fake. It turns out it's a fake. Okay. And Mystique is like, whoever lied to us may have just gotten us both killed.
1: He got the spell from Demona. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, right? It's just a fucking trinket. And they're like, why isn't it working? Also, bringing back the dead is like a pretty hard piece of magic, no?
1: This makes me think that... This scene is just like straight up Xanatos and Demona trying to resurrect. It
0: kind of has that vibe. Yeah, right. Like it has a little bit of Xanatos and Demona energy for sure. So then Scanner walks up just like she did before, except this time she doesn't know that it's Mystique and Ice Cult. She just says there are two others here. And Magneto calls out and is like, reveal yourself, two people. And Mystique realizes her survival may depend on her ability to carry out Ice Cult's original plan. So she emerges from hiding disguised as Magda based on what she saw in the like files that Ice Cult had showed her based on this dead woman that he's been researching. Okay. So Mystique is pretending to be Magda and she's like, it is I, my love. <laughs> what the
1: fuck is happening? And Magneto
0: looks really sad and it says like, he looks more human than his acolytes have ever seen him. Even the X-Men are stunned by his complete change of personality. And Magda slash Mystique is like, your presence, your threats to humanity have brought me back here. And Magneto at first is like, this can't be true. And Mystique is like, I don't understand it myself, but I was drawn here. We have unfinished business. My soul will not rest until we've come to terms with it. And then there's like romantic language about their past and how she was terrified by his mutant powers and ran away. And their daughter Mm -hmm. was sacrificed to the hatred of humans. That would be Anya. We talked about this a little bit in the um, episode. Not first class. What's the movie where is it first class?
1: No, it's Apocalypse that we brought it up when we were explaining it to Todd. But yeah. also we covered it, I believe, in Magneto's spotlight. Yeah, yeah, episode. yeah, yeah,
0: So that part's the same. So Mystique tries to recall everything she read about Magda in the files Ice Cult gave her. And so this is her talking. Your hatred of humans. I understand you now. I didn't then, not when I ran away. Oh, I can understand why you would hate. The Nazis killed your parents and your sister in Auschwitz. They were victims of the Holocaust, as were we all. Even then, I could feel your hatred growing. So according to this, Magda was also in Auschwitz along with Magneto. Um, And she calls him Eric at one point, which is sort of interesting because the entire rest of the story, he's been called Magnus and they just kind of don't explain that. So they really assume you know a lot about Magneto here. Yeah. And she describes Anya's death and the fire. And she was like, that was when you became a mutant and your hate and rage exploded around you. And she got scared and ran away from him. With the implication being that that was when his mutant powers manifested. Although I think they were already present before that. But as far as Magda knew, that was when they manifested, I guess.
1: This doesn't even make sense to me. Because how does to decap all this information just because of this one file? Well,
0: because apparently it was all in Ice Cult's files. So she's kind of okay. riffing on that.
1: All right. I mean, she's doing a so good job. So then Magneto's
0: job. crying. Yeah, I know. She's killing it. Um, And she's like talking about how she was afraid, not because Magneto was a mutant, but because of the hate in his heart. And Magneto's like, why do you defend humans to me? They hurt you the same way they hurt me. Do you really want them to rule the earth? I could lead mutants. There wouldn't have to be any killing once I assume power. (laughs) This is a very evil Magneto. (laughs) And Magda's like, I defend humans because I am human. When you look at me, can you truly say all humans should be hated? And that seems like it's actually going to work. Except then, Amelia uses a side device, which suddenly she has that's never been introduced before now. What is it? Where she scans the mind of Magda and Ice Cult and realizes that they're not who they claim to be. So, this is like psychic powers in a box. <laughs> <And then laughs> Professor X also scans the brainwaves of the woman claiming to be Magda and he discovers it's mystique. And he scans Ice Cult's mind and he learns about the plan. So then. He and Amelia are both like standing there, being like, "Uh, this isn't real." And then Two XL asks if Amelia chooses to tell Magneto the truth. Xavier has already decided not to because Xavier's like, "It'll probably go badly if I do." <laughs> so Amelia is the one who decides whether to tell him. And I chose that she should because I thought that was the right thing to do.
1: <laughs> but, was it not?
0: I mean, according to Two XL, no.
1: <laughs> so she tells
0: Magneto that this woman isn't his wife and that it is Mystique. And then Magneto flips the fuck out and tries to destroy the entire planet, like literally. (laughs) He flies into the air and then all of the fucking waves across the world start freaking out. Trees are getting torn out from the ground because of the metal in the ground. Like literally he fucking loses his mind and he's like, I don't trust humans or mutants anymore. I hate all of you and you should all fucking die and
1: (laughs) I guess you were supposed to choose nose so he could get his closure
0: (laughs) I guess so I think so I think he was supposed to get closure emotionally and then but I don't see how that could be a good ending either anyway so the entire world is caught up in Magneto's fury it says the X-Men run back to the Blackbird and hide in there because it has (laughs) shields so they don't even help and then they just wait until Magneto gets really tired and collapses from exhaustion (laughs) And then they kidnap him. And that's how it ends. It just ends. It fucking ends right there.
1: I feel like we need to go back after recording this and try and figure out what the correct ending of this shit was. I don't
0: know. I mean, I can't imagine that him believing Magda was real is a good ending. Like, how is he not, like... (laughs) how are you like, he does repeatedly be like, how are you here? You're dead. And like, it's not really <laughs> fully explained, but I guess it would be so shocking that he's like, not really questioning
1: it. Although I do enjoy that both of these stories end with somebody transforming into somebody else. That is like also right there. It's like very funny to me. It is
0: really funny. Like last time around it was Mr. Sinister pretending to be arcade for no reason. And this time well, it's Mystique pretending dark, to be Magda, right? which is funny because I feel like ice cult should have introduced that to her as an option earlier on if he's like, if the talisman doesn't work, you should pretend to be Magda because that's
1: like obviously what the backup plan was. I wish there was like a game FAQ for these that tells you I how know. to reach the correct ending. Me
0: too. Like it's tough because no one has played these except us seemingly. Like there's almost no information on the internet about these. These are very <laughs> obscure stories, but they're hilarious. And I, I once again recommend them. I'm going to give this a three out of five as well. I know you had a bad time, but like uh, it's you got like, to admit it, this was hilarious. I
1: mean, it was it was hilarious from your side, but my experience was like a two out of five. And I think it's it just was pretty because bad, yeah. but see, I've, I'm kind of at this point being like we're rating these stories based on what we chose.
0: Yeah. So it's hard to really say. I mean, I guess knowing what you chose and how badly it could go, I would give this a two out of five as compared to last week's where it's a more solid three because I felt like both choices were really good. So you know?
1: in both versions, there is a story that's happening. And mm-hmm. last week, it was goofy either way we went. There wasn't like a lot to it, but it was fun. Where this one I feel like is complicated, like perhaps too complicated to be a to choose your own adventure story.
0: Yeah. It feels like it should have just been an episode of something. Not that X-Men TAS was still making episodes at this point. But well, yeah. Well,
1: I think they were, but I think really realistically Magneto and whatever the fuck Mystique and Ice Cold Coke was doing. <laughs> Ice Coke. Well, I mean, it's just it's too too complicated because it's it had to get to the same points. Whereas the other story we did, it didn't matter if you went into Gene Gray's brain for half an hour Mm -hmm. or the the Mojoverse. Yeah, you had these fun adventures because
0: either way you were in this adventure that wasn't quite real. Right. Because both of them were essentially the same thing. Right.
1: And then you find your way into the control panel room and you have two or three different wacky endings that you can choose Mm -hmm. Where this one really ends with, okay, well, no matter what happens, Magneto is going to flip shit. Yeah. Because it's like, this; it's too complicated. It's like, if we have Mystique and Ice Cold trying to cast a spell to bring Destiny back to life and also... Magda. Magda. Which,
0: again, barely explained. Like, why did it not work and it seemed like a bad plan?
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's a, <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, I there know. were multiple times where I was like, what's happening because in the other version I did, nothing was explained to me. And like literally to the point that we moved from, we moved locations and that wasn't even explained. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know what's happening at all. And like, it, it doesn't take the time to explain it unless you choose the correct version, which, that's my point yeah, But That's exactly
0: what shouldn't be the case in a choose-your-own-adventure. It should be satisfying either way. Yeah,
1: last week, it was hilarious, all the different answers we got. And it all worked and, like, still mm-hmm. made sense. And
0: this time, I feel like mine was the correct story, more or less, and yours was not. Yeah. Which is not how it's supposed to be.
1: No, but your your version was incredible. <laughs> I thought it was better than what I experienced, which I thought was also pretty hilarious. Like, the Jean Grey yeah. having a meltdown in her own brain. And, and being eventually... like, there's too
0: many genes! <laughs> so freaked out by how many Jean Grays there are. It, it was, was amazing.
1: Good. This was just me having a boring fight in the danger room.
0: There was too much time in the danger room either way. I totally yeah. agree there. Even with my story, which I think was the correct one, by focusing on Mystique and everything, the danger room stuff, I was like, this is going on forever. I mean, I really recapped it quickly in my, my recap because it was all co- totally irrelevant. I was like, why... Why am I sitting around with this fight where nothing matters? Like, it's just backstory about, like, Magneto. Okay,
1: but it really doesn't matter when I go to Avalon because I don't think I'm even on Avalon. I don't know where the hell we went. Yeah,
0: and on the <laughs> back of the box, it said, why does Exodus betray the Acolytes? He's not even in this story. Why did it say that? <laughs> I can't explain that. I can't explain that. It's like, it maybe felt like it got rewritten or maybe there's other versions with Exodus there. I don't know.
1: D- do they mean to write Fabian Cortez? I don't <laughs> I mean,
0: he's story either so i don't know
1: hello everybody i have returned only moments after recording the episode with maddie but i went back into the 2xl bot to try and figure out um like what the fuck was supposed to happen because i was like i'm pretty sure maddie and i fucked this up somehow and we did i don't know where or how and I I did a little of listening. I can't sit here all day and listen to it because I got to go on some roller coasters, which is very important, clearly. Uh, But before I go do that, I went in and tried to switch around what the options would be. And there is a version of the story that one involves them battling against Exodus, who then betrays the Acolytes And then I don't it's not clear to me who takes him out. But at the end, the X-Men are like, oh, we got to take him back to Earth to put him on trial. And Colossus is like, well, I would normally agree with you, but we're not on Earth yet. And also, Magneto is not here. Like, I don't know. It doesn't really make any sense. But Exodus does betray them. And then there's like a whole other separate one that I was listening to that was like really bonkers, but I felt was far more interesting. And I don't know what choices you have to make to get there. But basically, Magneto rips Xavier a new one after the Alkalites have been defeated by the X-Men and decides he's just going to kill Xavier. Magneto pulls Xavier out of the chair and Jubilee attacks Magneto because she's actually doing something in that. And she creates an explosion so big that it completely destroys and levels Avalon. and. Magneto decides to rip her apart, and Colossus jumps in and is like, no, I will not let her be killed like the rest of my family. And somehow they get free of that. And then Rogue's like, ah, oh, Magneto, I loved you once and I don't remember. Or, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I do remember. I'm Rogue, can't you tell by my southern accent? Anyway, I miss you, Magneto, I miss the way your supple lips fell against me. Do you still love me? And Magneto's like, no, and then she gets all sad because they're not in love anymore. And then Magneto decides that he's going to take the X-Men off of Avalon and back to Earth so he can kill them because he doesn't want to kill mutants in Avalon. So he puts them in one of his like bubbles and they hurtle towards Earth on fire and then they get to Earth. And like he doesn't actually go through with it somehow because Jubilee is busy having a whole like conversation with Bishop again about why he doesn't know anything from the future Uh, And he's like, there's actually no information in the future about the past, which is just hilarious that he's going back in time based on nothing at this point. And then they battle Magneto back at the X-Mansion, where Magneto has brought them to fight and kill them. He's like, he left the Avalon to go to the X-Mansion to kill the X-Mansion. Like, he literally brings them back to the X-Mansion to kill them. And... Then they have a whole fight there, and then Magneto and Xavier decide that it's time to kill each other. And they go at each other like they're about to, like, literally murder the shit out of each other. And then there's a flash of light, and they just disappear. And the 2XL bot is like, Wow, what a surprising end to the story! Perhaps you should go back and get the correct ending. And at this point, I have gone through and I've been trying to figure out now two different endings. And I was like, I'm I'm not putting any more time into this story. But there is a way to hack this particular 2XL tape and get it so you do fight Magneto and the Alkalites and Exodus up in Avalon. And I think that's what I was supposed to do. But I think whatever the fuck happened when I pushed that button that made Rogue explode into electronics and then we all wound up on... Germany, because Jubilee was just gone after that. And I kind of wonder if I somehow wound up in a version of Maddie's story. But had I stayed in Avalon, I think those things would have gone down and would have explained why Exodus was on the back of the tape. So, yes. Uh, And then, of course, I would love to know more about what the true ending is, because I still feel like I didn't get it. I think whatever happened has to somehow like the one that I got with Magneto and Xavier fighting each other. Like there was a option right before that about Bishop trying to pull his trigger on his gun again, but like missing because it's Bishop. And I think if I chose the option, the other option, it would have explained what the hell happened between Magneto and Xavier before they disappear. Because I think that somehow ties into the true ending of uh mystique story in Germany. So I don't know this particular story. I know we just razzed it for being like uh not as coherent as the first one which is hilarious because I don't find that the first one is very coherent at all. But if we go back and make other choices, you will get a much more interesting story. And it has changed my opinion about the tape. And I think if you can manage to make it do what it's supposed to do, then you're going to get the fun story. Anyway, I've rattled on for five minutes now. Um, But yeah, back to you, Maddie. When I first turned on the tape, remember I messaged you and I'm like, I fucked it up somehow. And I was like, yeah, it was the the beginning. Yeah. It was like two minutes in. I'm trying to remember what happened. I'm going to scroll up in my notes and see if I can figure it out.
0: Oh, did you like take notes on the fuck up? That's funny.
1: No, it was weird. So, like the first time when you turn on the tape, it's like start at Mystique's house, A Mystique's house, B Avalon, C Xavier's mansion, right? Like that's what it gave you. And I pushed something and then it was like, I was like, oh, I got to go back. And it was really weird because it somehow reset it. And it was like start at A Avalon. B Xavier's mansion and C Mystique's house and I was like why did the order change? Mm. And I think there might be a slight variation on this story somehow if you can like have
0: Yeah, if you into have the it. different order, yeah.
1: So I, I think I might play with this like directly after we finish recording because now I'm just curious if like what the real ending is. Mm-hmm. So
0: because I liked my ending fine. I feel like Magneto losing it and getting mad at everybody is a pretty classic ending. So I was fine with the way that it ended. Yeah, I but... thought that
1: was hilarious. But you know, what's funny is out mine like Mystique just like teleports away then Magneto like flies into the sky. And that's it.
0: Yeah. Terrible ending. I agree with 2XL <laughs> on that one. That was like bizarre and anticlimactic in every way. Yeah. So do you want to talk about who's gay real quick? I think we've got a really easy answer for this one. The X-Men are a metaphor for a lot of things. And one of those things is being gay. And sometimes it goes beyond symbolic. When the X-Men move it, they But which X-Men is the gayest today?
1: Is it Logan and Bishop? Yep, that's right well also wait wait hold on what what about Xavier Magneto because there's all that shit okay
0: I was gonna talk about Mystique and Destiny it's canon it's in here oh right that's just literally the gay characters who are in this story
1: I guess I didn't think about it because like because it's so obvious well no Destiny is not actually resurrected in here it's just Mystique trying to do it you're
0: you're right but it's still like Mystique being a queer woman and being like I want to get my girlfriend back that's my motivation.
1: I love that it's just like slipped in there. Nobody knows how it got in there. I don't
0: think anyone listened to these tapes. Like who? <laughs> I realize that's an absurd thing to say because multiple people did listen and recorded them and so on. But well,
1: I also think the way it was written was in such a way that if whoever proved it, enough. well, yes, whoever proved it didn't know that Destiny was a woman because they just refer right. to Destiny at they're like. Mystique's beloved destiny Yeah,
0: I think they use a female pronoun At least once or twice in mine But I'm sure they were like they're probably just good friends (laughs) (laughs) Because like that's what People are always like with two women Is like oh they're just best friends or sisters I miss
1: those I don't miss those days But do you remember those days when we were Younger where like anybody who was gay But like didn't want to say it or like People weren't referring to them as that way They'd just be like they're just really good pals They're
0: just roommates
1: (laughs) The, those two men that are really close to each other and spend all their time together. They're just
0: really good friends.
1: They're really good friends and share a bed together.
0: And they're each other's beloved comma friend.
1: Yeah. <laughs> beloved friend. Yeah. Anyway.
0: But yeah, Xavier and Magneto. I feel like just the fact that he's like, I can't tell Gyrick that I know Magneto. Cause then he'll know I'm a mutant and that I'm gay. And it's like, Jesus. It's funny that Gyric is just in this story for one second to remind us that Xavier's closeted. Like, that's the only yeah. reason he's there.
1: And meanwhile, like, Xavier's just standing there being like, I don't want to talk to my ex." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: also, Bishop and Logan having so much tension for no reason is really funny. Well,
1: they want to spank each other. Yeah, of
0: course. <laughs> it's too bad Gambit's not in the story, too. It was fun to have him last week, but oh, well. Yeah, that's true. Also, Jean Grey just isn't in this one at all. Like, it's kind of like X-Men TAS in the sense that sometimes characters just aren't There And you're like,
1: well, I guess they weren't in this one. Well, last week, that was the case, too. Rogue wasn't there.
0: Right. And now she's here.
1: Right. And Jubilee also wasn't there. So they swapped those two characters out to have them be here this time. Mm Mm-hmm. Too bad Rogue didn't actually do anything or Jubilee.
0: Yeah. I mean, Rogue was like there in the fight scene for one second and then got thrown into a tree. And that was like about as far as that went. They didn't even pay off the thing where Rogue and Magneto were in love. Like that never paid off at all.
1: I don't know. I mean, it, this is a weird or story. Or maybe there
0: is a way that it could pay off. Yeah, I, this is a weird story. This is a weird story. But hey, those were the two XL tapes. We did them. Uh, and guess what? Next I'm kind of sad there's no more. I am too. It would have been fun to do more of them, but there were only two. And uh, next week, we're back on the live action movie tip. We're going to watch Logan. It's going to be a two-parter. So we're probably just going to watch the first half of the movie for that first step. And then we'll talk about the second half. And the second half of that movie is by far the worst. Half. <laughs> so
1: it's... I'm excited to watch Wolverine fight Wolverine. I
0: like the first half of Logan.
1: Wolverine fights X-24, a.k.a. himself.
0: Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that. We're going to make Todd watch it as is our custom and bring him on. I
1: know, right? Uh, so, listeners, if there's any other X Men media that you can think of yes. that you want us to cover on here, please write in it to the mutantages at gmail.com because that is how the 2XL tapes came into our radar. We didn't even know these existed. We and I'm didn't. so glad. Yeah, this was really,
0: really fun. And we would love to do more obscure X-Men adaptations along these lines. So yeah, that's our email. There's many other ways you can contact us, by the way. If you go to MutantAges.com, you can find all the ways. You can find our email address that Rai just mentioned. There's also a Discord server that I recommend joining. It's pretty fun. We have a voicemail inbox, which is 1508-319-1668. And we've got a PO box or physical mail. If you want to mail us a copy of a tape, cassette. You can send it to P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts 01760.
1: That'd be really dope, honestly. We'd have to
0: buy a 2XL bot. Man, that'd be so sick if we had that.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that's like the kind of thing that we would do back in the day when we were kids where we would take out that tape, cast it mm-hmm. out of the robot. And then
0: try to play it normally, yeah. Yeah,
1: and a normal tape player and see what that experience was like.
0: I mean, it would just tell the story out of order. Yeah. But at least you'd hear everything. That's true. Um, so it also lists all the different social medias that we're on. We're on every single one. We're on Blue Sky, Instagram. Those are main main ones that we're on, but we're still on Twitter, Facebook. slash X, Facebook, Pinterest. Yeah. I
1: mean, TikTok. We're everywhere with the mutant ages.
0: Yeah. And we're individually on all those platforms too. I'm at Mitty Myers. How about you?
1: I'm at Ryan Pagella on any platform pretty much, although I am most active on Instagram at this point and Blue Sky. Me too. Yeah. I'm also on YouTube. And so is the mutant ages. You can go to. The Mutant Ages, at the Mutant Ages, at Mutant Ages, at YouTube. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. At the Mutant Ages, yeah. That would be where right. you would go, yeah. This is
1: how, like, 2XL Robot would say It's like, go at to the mutant, mutant Ages, ages. At YouTube, put in search bar, the Mutant Ages, and click on Mutant Ages. And once inside the Mutant Ages, watch the Mutant Ages video labeled the Mutant Ages video game now <laughs> click, click, press <laughs> press a
0: press c or d to join the mutant ages youtube community now yeah
1: right it's good stuff
0: uh we also have a patreon patreon.com slash the mutant ages we've got bonus episodes there all kinds of stuff if you're willing to kick us a buck or two and our highest tier patreon supporters get a shout out on the show
1: uh how do i want to do this um as two XL? <laughs> yeah it's like who is in meeting room one or C? Is it B, Samuel B, or <laughs> seven, Soren B? <laughs> now. Okay,
0: they're definitely in meeting room B.
1: Make your decision now. It always you chose plays D, the music. Mr. Sinister. Anyway.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much to those two for being our highest year backers. For the rest of you folks who cannot afford to support the show but are still listening along, please consider sharing the show with your friends or on your personal social media because that's how people find out about us. We don't have ads; we're not part of some big network. It's just you, you all. You gotta, you gotta take it upon yourselves to share the mutant ages, or else people won't know it exists. And uh, that's it.
1: That's it. Done it again
0: next week. A movie. Ah, We'll see you next time. See you next
1: time. At least Laura will be there change